Tom Kissingberry here. Nah, I'm just kidding. We don't have Tom Kissingberry money. It's just me, Peter Howard, and Jake Anderson meeting at the Dynasty Crossroads once a week for 30 minutes to talk about one player at a time. We look at the film with Jake, we talk about the analytics with me, and we try to come to a consensus. We do have a pretty cool theme song, though. Peter crunches numbers and Jake just grinds that tape. Football.com and a DLF family of podcasts. That's James Supreme. Let's mock some stuff up tonight, guys. That's Travis Beard. Hey, guys, I've been diagnosed with a chronic fear of giants. It's called Fee-Fi-Phobia. Nice. Um, come on. Come on. Uh, could have took a week off, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that one's funny. I am John, mock you like a hurricane hogue, and this is a Super Flex Super Show! Man, it gets crazier every yeah. week. Yeah, <laughs> now I'm into it, man. Now needed I'm ready to, give to go. You, I needed to make up for last week for you, James. Give you a little boost on that one. Yeah, there it is. Nice. I'm ready to go now, man. I, I'll run through a wall at this point. Hell yeah. John, have you ever heard... Have you ever heard just yelling louder someone does yelling louder than someone doesn't make you right? <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't need to get any louder. This week we're running a mock draft, 12 team redraft, full PPR superflex and we're going to run it live. But first, the unsurprising headline of the week with the beard man. All right, this is this unsurprising headline goes way back. Uh, so if you guys have been listening for a long time, you may or may not get this reference, but the Colts have waived running back Teon Green. I feel like this is meant to be a shot at me. It is. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think you once said that Teon Green was the best running back in Detroit or something along those lines. <laughs> and at the time, he was. <laughs> Since then... Yeah, carry on yeah, is the so man. Yeah, so he was on but... the he was on the Colts for less than a week, and <laughs> so this is just a this is this was the the long haul of coming back and just being like, I was right about Tion Green, John. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that's is brutal, that, man. That's... Uh. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, congratulations. Yeah, most people are like, who? Yeah, I know. I know. We're the only two beyond, uh, like, other than the Green family. We're the only ones that even know who the hell we're talking about right now. So, yeah. yeah. After, Maybe... after after Chris Carson goes for 120 and two touchdowns week one, John will, John will be able to rub that in. Right, Travis? Yeah. Yeah, I've got plenty going going my way right at the moment. Oh, I thought I don't you said Chris to. Warren, and I was confused. Cause... Oh, yeah, no, that that could happen, too. That could happen, too. Both of you guys could be puffing your chests out yeah. after week one. Yeah, We're yeah. just playing scoreboard right now, huh? Should we I'm talk sure about we Kenny all. Galladay, James? <laughs> oh, Kenny Galladay is going to put up three touchdowns week one, so I, I'll, I'll win. I'll yeah, win apparently, the, apparently the Lions are going to cut Golden Tate. That's what I heard. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. It's gotta. That's happen. what that means, right? <laughs> it's gotta happen. <laughs> All right, well, let's get to this mock draft. We want to do this redraft mock draft for you. Again, full PPR, super flex, and it's going to be redraft. And we're dra- we're actually drafting against nine other quote-unquote people so that it's not just us drafting for once. And uh, so Travis is going to draft from the 1.01. James has the 1.06, and I'm at the 112. And we can just kind of talk our way through this draft. Um, we're going to be able to, to run through this pretty fast and give you the results of the entire draft. So let's get to it. You're up, Travis. What are we doing? I am up at the 101. I haven't had the 101 so far in a redraft league this year. Um, just real quick, I want to note that uh, the three of us have 90-second pick clocks, but the all of the picks in between us are instant so we'll be able to recap as we go and it'll be pretty quick but 101 i think i'm not going to go todd Gurley oh, because you. just just to give john a little gift <laughs> thank you uh, even though it's totally acceptable and i totally i'm i'm completely okay with todd Gurley at 101 he's he's a great he's a great dude uh, <laughs> so i'm you actually going to take but... I'm going to take the Homer pick here, and I'm going to go with David Johnson. Love it. Okay. Yeah. I forgive you for that that Teon Green BS now. (laughs) I didn't ask for it, though, but that's okay. (laughs) Yeah, you did by taking David Johnson over Todd Gurley. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I would honestly – I would honestly do that in probably 50%. Like, if I have the 101 – I guess if I only got one draft, it would be a more difficult decision. But I'm totally okay with David Johnson. I was, I think I said it last week. Like, he's one of the few guys that you can legitimately say is not going to lack for touches or opportunity. You know, I mean, that offense is going to run through that guy. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. People forget how ridiculously good he was before. It's insane when he had a healthy wrist. That's the other part of this. We've talked about this. Yeah. It is a wrist injury. Come on. That is not going to slow down an elite talent like David Johnson. So yeah, And his his RB1 season in 2016 was 30 fantasy points higher than Todd Gurley's RB1 season last year. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, it was insane. Yeah. Anyways, so, James, you're on the clock at 106. 102 went Le'Veon Bell, then Todd Gurley, then Zeke, and then Antonio Brown. So the big four off the board, what are you going to do, man? Yeah, this is interesting um, because I'm looking at taking my number two ranked wide receiver at this point in a redraft, which is DeAndre Hopkins, or I'm looking at taking a running back, which, I mean, there's four off the board. I have Alvin Kamara and Saquon Barkley to choose from, um, and those would be my top two ranked there. So it's interesting. I am going to go with DeAndre Hopkins. In the first round, I kind of want a little bit of a safer pick. Um, and when I'm looking at a guy like Alvin Kamara, who I expect some regression from, a guy like Saquon Barkley, who, while I love his talents, I, you know, I, I don't know what we can expect year one right out of the gate. I, th- I think he's going to be really good, but I don't know if he's going to going to warrant a, a middle first round pick. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, we've seen it, you know, for the past few years. I mean, he's just, even with a poor quarterback throwing him the ball, he puts up good numbers. If Deshaun Watson's healthy all year. Um, I, I feel very comfortable taking DeAndre Hopkins and, uh, and penciling him as a top five receiver. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, take him there. 
Sweet. So after Hopkins went Alvin Kamara, Saquon Barkley, and then Odell Beckham, Melvin Gordon, Kareem Hunt, and John, you are on the clock at 112. And I am so tempted to go Aaron Rodgers here. And I got to be honest, it's it's just kind of a gut feeling that I have about the season that Aaron Rodgers is about to have. I'm going to go ahead and pass on him here, but I I – I would not fault anybody for going Aaron Rodgers at the end. Of you're the just going to take him. You're just going to take him at 201, dude. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm actually going to do is I'm going to start with Dalvin Cook. Um, just because, first of all, running backs are really kind of flying off the board right now. And, it, you know, to get a chance at a guy who I do think could be the number one overall running back this year. I love the opportunity that he's got. It's a strong defense there in Minnesota. They're they're going to have positive game script for him. I don't. I still don't think that they want to throw the ball all that much. I know they they paid a lot of money to to Kirk Cousins, but I think that they ideally for the Vikings, this offense runs through Dalvin Cook in the running game, and uh, I so I love his opportunity here. So I'm starting with Dalvin Cook, and then I'm at the the one-two turn. So I'm gonna also go with Julio Jones, my number one wide receiver for this season. And uh, what? Yeah, yeah. I I I think that Julio Jones. I mean, a touchdown regression is going to happen. You don't go 1,400 yards and only score three touchdowns. That's not going to happen again. Um, I'm looking for a bounce back for that entire Atlanta Falcons passing offense. And it means Julio Jones gets in the end zone a lot. Plus, he's a lock for 1,400 yards again. So, yeah, in a PPR, give me Julio Jones. It was hard to pass on Aaron Rodgers, but uh, I I don't know. I'm going to play this out and see. He might even just keep falling. Wow. Well, that's that's interesting. I I, uh, I was not expecting you to take Julio Jones there. I'm I'm pretty far down on him, and... Um, I, I, you know, the red zone targets are there. So if he can convert on those and keep up the yardage to kind of where they were at, I, I could see him being, you know, warranting that spot, maybe even being more of a value. So maybe, maybe a wide receiver one, uh, the wide receiver one, but, uh, you know, I just, I haven't seen that in the red zone for a few years now. Um, so yeah, really interesting, John, with Julio Jones there, but, um, it looks like after Julio Jones, Michael Thomas went 2.2. Then Keenan Allen, Leonard Fournette, Christian McCaffrey, and Devontae Adams went in 2.6. I'm up here at 2.7, and that gives me just a really interesting decision. Uh, you know, do I take the first quarterback off the board? Remember, it's super flex. You got to start two. Aaron Rodgers is still on the board, and, and it's killing me to still see this guy on the board. But I tell you what, I, I am really high on A.J. Green this year. I'm high on Cincinnati's offense this year, to be honest. Whoa. And A.J. Green's a guy that I am, I, yeah, I am I don't know I'm if anyone's ever on. said that. I are, know, we, are we doing your nuts right now? <laughs> yeah. I, well, I, I'm telling you, I, I like Joe Mixon an awful lot. I like A.J. Green an awful lot. Don't um, do it. I think, don't do it. I, 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 think, I think I'm going to. I think I'm going to take A.J. Green here and go wide receiver, wide receiver with uh, Hopkins and Green. And uh, oh. that's going to be my pick. I'm all right with AJ Green pick. I thought you were just about to heap some praise on Andy Dalton, though. Was... Oh no, no, no! I'm, I'm not Andy that Dalton's crazy. second round pick. <laughs> Andy Dalton is just good enough to make AJ Green a, a good receiver. All right, that's all I'm saying. That is hilarious. All right, so after AJ Green, it went Devonta Freeman, Mike Evans, Rob Gronkowski, Jerick McKinnon. 
So I have David Johnson already, and I am going to pull the trigger on Aaron Rodgers here. Nice. And so I've got swing picks. I was really excited. I was really, really hoping that Aaron Rodgers would fall to 212. That's pretty cool. There's not really anybody screaming at me from these other positions. Um, so I'm going to go quarterback, quarterback. I'm going to go Russell Wilson. Wow. wow. I kind of like that. Although I will say, what what about – I mean, do, looking at the wide receivers, where's your – where is your tier break for the for the guys that you would consider an actual like fantasy wide receiver one? So guys, well, we've only, got left. So, we've got so, T.Y. Hilton, Larry Fitzgerald, Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs, Tyreek Hill, Amari Cooper, Demarius Thomas, Jarvis Landry, Allen Robinson. Those are some of the names left at wide receiver. Yeah, and so there's only ten off the board so far. So two to eight of those guys that you just listed are going to be, you know what I mean? Like all the 10 that just went off the board, aren't going to finish in the top 12. Mm -hmm. And some of these guys are, I don't know. Honestly, it was probably between Fitz and would it be crazy to take Jarvis Landry there? No, I don't think so. Yeah. But I, that's probably a full PPR. Yeah. So it was honestly, I was, I was, I was torn between. If I was going to go that way, I was going to go Fitz or Jarvis Landry or take a really big reach on Allen Robinson. Oh no, Doug Baldwin was there. He was in consideration. He was, but he yeah, just was, went. He did. He did. After yeah. your Russell Wilson pick, it looks like Doug Baldwin, Joe Mixon, Lashawn McCoy, and Zach Ertz went off the board um, at uh, three, two, three, 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 four, and three, five. I tell you what, guys, I was totally planning on taking a running back here, and uh, I, I, you know, as much as I don't like taking guys on the same team, I, I would have been fine with taking Joe Mixon here um, or LaShawn McCoy, but both of them went, and I'm, I'm looking at running back, and right now, man, I mean, Jordan Howard, Alex Collins, Lamar Miller, Jay Ajayi, Kenyon Drake, when I look at that and I look at the receivers that are still available, guys like T.Y. Hilton, Larry Fitzgerald, Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs, Tyreek Hill, uh, Jarvis Landry, Allen Robinson, I, I'd, I'd much rather have any of those receivers over the top running back on the board here. And uh, quarterback, there's only only the two quarterbacks that Travis drafted are off the clock, so or off the board, rather. So I think I'm going to wait on quarterback here. I think the value's at wide receiver. I'm going to take the guy that I'm highest on, and I tell you what, it's, it's, it's a really tough because... It's between two guys. One of them Travis, I think, loves, and one of them I think Travis hates. Um, and I'm probably going to go with the guy that Travis hates. I'm Tyreek Hill. I'm going to take Tyreek Hill here. Gross. It was between him and Larry Fitzgerald. Um, but with the bye weeks, if I take Larry Fitzgerald, I've got two wide receivers with the same bye week with Fitzgerald. Tyreek Hill is bye week 12, um, and it's so close for me that, that that's kind of a, kind of a, a, a deal – uh, you know, that's kind of enough from, to, to swing me from one to the other. So I'm going to take Tyreek Hill. He's going to be my wide receiver three, and I think uh, I, I love that. So that's going to be my pick here, gentlemen. All right. So after Tyreek Hill went Jordan Howard, Travis Kelsey, Tom Brady, third QB off the board, Stephon Diggs, and Larry Fitz right before you, John. Nice. Yeah. So I'm actually pretty happy to see Stephon Diggs go there because I actually think Adam Thielen – is a wide receiver to own in Minnesota. So I'm going to start with him. 
pair him with Julio Jones, and I've got a ton of catches in this PPR league already. And then the difference for me between Dynasty and Redraft is essentially two rounds. I would not have passed on a quarterback in the, the first and second in Dynasty, but in Redraft I was okay letting it go. But at this point I feel like I need to get my start putting together my quarterbacks I'm actually going to take Drew Brees over Cam Newton and Deshaun Watson. Um, I uh, I really like that Saints passing offense this year. I think that there's going to be quite a bit of regression in uh, in the running game, and I think that it's going to um, open things up for the Drew Brees-Michael Thomas combination. So I've got Drew Brees as my first quarterback here, and uh, I have actually do have him ranked... Um, number two overall for the season so behind only Aaron Rodgers so um, I'm I'm happy to get my second second best quarterback and then from there T.Y. Hilton Kenyon Drake Amari Cooper Jarvis Landry and Brandon Cooks I'll go ahead of you James yeah uh, again another another interesting kind of turn I really like those picks that you took there you can get Adam Thielen and Drew Brees at the three four turn in a super flex redraft. I, I love it. So I, I, I like what you did there, John. That's, that's nice. And, you know, I'm, I'm still looking and look, there's four quarterbacks off the board. Three of them you guys have taken. So one quarterback has been taken by the rest of the, uh, the drafters here. Um, it's kind of a trend and I wonder how much longer it, uh, it lasts. Um, right now, again, you know, I've, I've got three C, three receivers. I've loaded up there. I'm looking at running backs and I'm, I'm really not impressed with what's available. I'm going to go with the quarterback here, and, and this is dangerous territory because there's guys who I have a lot of question marks about. Deshaun Watson's one of them. He's coming back from a major injury. Um, you know, his speed and his elusiveness and his throwing on the run is really important for him. And so I, I, I have some question marks whether or not he's going to be 100% this year. I think long term, you know, I, I like Deshaun Watson better. Carson Wentz, you know, we're hearing more and more that he might not be ready week one. Um, I don't know that I want to take my QB one and not have him ready for week one in the redraft. Um, so I'm going to take the guy who I feel the most comfortable with, and I know I'm going to I'm going to catch flack for this, but I'm going to take Kirk Cousins. Um, I think you guys know how high I am on no. Cousins. Oh, love his, love his supporting cast. Stephon Diggs yeah. and Adam Thielen are are considered two <laughs> top twenty receivers. Kirk Cousins used the tight end uh, a ton in Washington. He's going to use Kyle Rudolph a bunch, and I'm not worried about that defense and the scoring opportunity. He's got more weapons than than ever, and the difference between uh, Kirk Cousins' passing attempts and Case Keenum's last year was negligible, uh, more so than you would think. So I'm going to take Kirk Cousins here, and uh, I'm I'm happy with it. So before John rips you a new one, let me just <laughs> jump in and say I am 100% okay with it, James. Nice. Okay. I gotta... I'm, I'm buying in more and more to Kirk Cousins in redraft for this year every day. Oh, I love it. Okay. You guys are idiots. Like he's not gonna do <laughs> when when you've got a quarterback changing teams, we rarely see we rarely see them produce very much in their first year with a new team. Again, game script. They've got Dalvin Cook back healthy. They've got Latavius Murray and Rock Thomas behind him. I, I, I mean, I don't know why they would want Kirk Cousins to throw the ball all that much. When your recipe for success Because he's good, man. And they have good weapons around them. Yeah, but your recipe for actually getting to the Super Bowl and actually winning it for once 
is through the running game and through the defense. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I feel like he's going to be playing his home games in a dome now, too, whereas he's not playing in Washington. I, I, I think that, I mean, when eight games are going to be in controlled climate, I, I like that a whole lot more for him, too. I, this is the best supporting cast he's had. And, oh, by the way, the offensive coordinator was, again, he was the, the quarterback's coach that's, you know, credited for a lot of Carson Wentz's success. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that this, you know, when, when your your offensive coordinator was a quarterback coach for a few years, um, you know, it's it's going to be geared more towards passing. And even if it's not, you know, down the field stuff, even if it's, hey, you know what, we're up, let's be conservative, let's go to the short passing game, I still think that that benefits a guy like Cousins. So I'm, I'm comfortable taking him. I really am. Um, but I understand that there are some some concerns from others. I don't have those concerns as much, though, especially when I'm looking at some of the other guys, like Sean Watson, Carson Wentz, Andrew Luck. These are guys that are being drafted there, and I have more concerns about them personally than I do with Kirk Cousins. Okay, I I way prefer Cousins in Dynasty. I don't. I just mm-hmm. I, I'm not looking for much from him in 2018. But you guys aren't idiots. You're just. You just happen to be wrong on this one. It's fine. Well, you already said it, so the wounds already exist, John. You can't take them back now. I am hurt. (laughs) I am deeply hurt. You guys just sometimes you. It's like you do this on purpose. (laughs) It's a perfectly acceptable take. (laughs) Yeah, that that might not be false. All right, so after Cousins went Demarius Thomas, Golden Tate, Cam Newton, Lamar Miller, and I am back up at 412. I've got Aaron Rodgers, David Johnson, Russell Wilson. So I I mentioned I almost took Allen Robinson 24 picks ago. He's still there. I think I got to take him. Oh, my God. John hates it. This is so gross. Allen Robinson's on my team. Okay. Uh, we've got, so I, I think I'm kind of leaning towards running back here if I can stomach any of these guys. Um, cause I'd like to have a decent number two behind David Johnson. Uh, the top of the rankings here, Alex Collins, J.H.I., Dion Lewis, my boy, Royce Freeman, Derek Henry, Mark Ingram. I already know where this is going. Um, you, I don't think you do, and this is a oh. new develop. This is a new development for me, so I'm willing to to talk it out with you guys. Um, I am becoming more and more every day as I research things and look into it, and watch these preseason games and watch these guys play. I am becoming more and more of a fan of Dion Lewis. Hmm. So I just drafted Dion Lewis at 501 in a full PPR Superflex league. As my running back, too. What do you guys think about Deion Lewis? John, you can rip me on on, on Allen Robinson, too, if you want. Uh, that's all right. Um, I think now I'm, uh, I am totally forgot about Allen Robinson. Because, and, I mean, I spent the entire offseason ripping on Allen Robinson. So uh, he's, he's, he's appropriately shredded at this point. But Deion Lewis... This is this is a new development, and I'm uh, it is. I'm more curious than anything. Um, I it's not about ripping you. It's not even that I necessarily think you're wrong. I just I'm 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 curious where where the touches are going to come from when Derrick Henry is also there. Right, and so that's basically where it comes. What it comes down to for me is I think I just from watching these two players and looking at all the metrics that I've been looking at over the past couple weeks. 
I think Deion Lewis is a better player than Derrick Henry. And mm-hmm. I think he's I think he's gonna be the one A in this offense, as crazy as that sounds. Especially well, in PPR. Like it yeah. it it cushions me even more so to the Deion Lewis side over Derrick Henry. Dude, I know it's just a preseason game, but I watched back the the Tennessee game from this last week, and Derrick Henry is just this I mean, I know he's not slow, but he looks slow and he's not agile. He can't like he he can't elude anybody. He just has to power through people. And I don't see him do that often enough. He runs into the back of linemen and gets caught up and gets tackled with ankle tackles. And then I watch Deion Lewis get the ball the very next play and he jukes three dudes and runs 18 yards. Like he's just I, I think he's I think he's gonna be more productive than Derrick Henry is this year, especially in PPR leagues. Yeah. Derrick Henry caught a pass in that game for seven yards, and he basically caught it and turned around and fell down. And then the next two plays were Deion Lewis passes, and this dude is just, he's just, he jumps off the screen at you, man. He, like, he he jukes these guys, and he broke, like, three or four tackles, like, each time he caught the ball, and there were big chunk gains. He had, like, a 17-yard catch, and I think one of them was only maybe 10 yards, but... Like two plays in a row after Derrick Henry catches it and falls down for seven yards, Deion Lewis comes in, catches 10 yards, 17 yards. And it wasn't, you know what I mean? It was him creating that yardage. And I just, I don't know. That's where I'm at with it. I I think that he's going to be a high enough volume guy, especially in PPR, to be a decent pick at the 501. Yeah, I I like your thought process. I, I think Deion Lewis is probably the more talented of the two, in my opinion. The, the, my problem is, and I know you don't like injuries. the term injury prone. Yeah, yeah, uh, I knew, I knew that, and that's I, the main I, argument against them. And yeah, if that doesn't, well, and that's, that's that doesn't bother it. me, then you, it makes sense. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. and that's the thing is that you know he was in Cleveland and he showed so well in the preseason, and then he got hurt and he was out for the year. He moved on to New England, and remember, it wasn't long into the season before he suffered a season-ending injury there too. So I, it's just his minute stature concerns me. Because, you know, when he takes some of those bigger hits, he doesn't have a lot of cushion there to 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 absorb that. And so that's that's what worries me with Deion Lewis is I like Deion Lewis. I would be concerned if he was my running back, too. That being said, um, I don't have any running backs on my roster, so I, I guess I can't I can't complain too much <laughs> with that, because if Deion Lewis was there, I'd be considering him. So um, also, I, I real quick want to say that I fully support your Allen Robinson pick. I think that's a wonderful pick with where you got him. So, oh, stop. You uh, guys have to thank stop. Thank you, James. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm Team Beard this, this episode. You guys are about that's, to that's make totally me different. puke things I didn't eat. This has been <laughs> disgusting. Soup? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so real quick right. on real quick on the Deion Lewis injury thing. Uh-huh. It you know you guys know me. I'm normally a a big running back guy. Like I normally stray away from the smaller guys, especially if they're trying to be workhorses, because that they're they're not built for that. And Deion Lewis is five seven, one ninety three. He's a small dude. And so I think it actually helps him that Derrick Henry is there. Because Henry's going to take, depending on your opinion, 10 to 20 carries a game. I think it's probably going to be more in that like 12 to 15 range. And that that cushions him enough from the, the every play beat down while still providing enough opportunity 
hopefully, obviously, to to for him to be productive. Yeah, that totally makes sense. I mean, you know, with a limited work role, maybe that's that's kind of what helps him. I I think he's had a limited ro- workload in the past, though, and that and that still kind of happened. But yeah, well, um, he played 16 games last year. He did. He did. Yeah. He, and he, he, when he plays a full slate. I mean, you can see the talent that he has, you know, so I, I don't yeah. I don't disagree with you totally there. He finished as the running back 12 with only 180 carry carries. Granted, that was in New England, but mm-hmm. you see, you get what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So that that puts me on the clock here. And at the five two, Michael Crabtree went then uh, Juju Smith Schuster, Alex Collins and Marvin Jones. So. I'm sitting here with a quarterback, three receivers, and I still have a super flex spot to fill, two running back spots and a tight end spot, as well as a few flex positions. So I can kind of go, still kind of go in any direction here. Um, it's it's getting thin at running back, uh, but it's awful tempting to grab a uh, Carson Wentz and a, or a Deshaun Watson at this point. And I do have concerns about them, but when they're my second quarterback, I can almost stomach taking a little bit of a shot on upside. Um you know, which I think Deshaun Watson and Carson Wentz both have a, a high upside. However, if I wait on running back again, what's going to be waiting there for me is not a pretty picture. So I think I can wait on quarterback and still be happy getting a guy that might not be Deshaun Watson or Carson Wentz. So I'm going to pass on that for now. And I think I'm going to draft Jay Ajayi. And um, I, I think the main reason, John, you kind of sold me on him a little bit. Um, and this was earlier. You kind of told me how Jay Ajayi, you know, with the Eagles, that this is pretty much a contract year for him. This is kind of a run him into the ground this year type thing. And you, you expected some bigger numbers for him. And I think he kind of sold me on it because I, I, I think that's that's kind of the way that they may approach it. They may approach Jay Ajayi as the first and second down guy, the guy who they're going to run in between the tackles. They're going to have him get the tough yards. And they have a couple guys, you know, like Corey Clement that can come in on third down and do do their thing. And uh, Darren Sproles is still there. So um, I, I think Jay Ajayi gets a, gets a pretty big workload. And so I'm okay with taking him here. Um, you know, it's the, it's the, the fifth round, uh, middle of the fifth round. And so I'm okay with taking him here. Uh, what do you guys think? Jay Ajayi, a decent pick? Or are you guys going to rip me on this one? No, I'm I'm definitely good with that one for all the reasons that you mentioned. And in fact, I mean, that, that's kind of why I questioned – Travis on Dion Lewis is I just I saw guys like Dion, like Jay Ajayi still on the board who have that workhorse type of of load coming to them and you know maybe well of course yeah there's there's definitely a question with all of these guys but they're they're they don't have Derrick Henry in the way and Jay Ajayi is one of those guys the the entire the entire deal with Jay Ajayi is just stay healthy. That's all it takes. And you're looking at not only workhorse, but I'm I'm saying bell cow type of work for Jay Ajayi as long as he can handle it. It's very possible. And I'm, I'm okay with it here. Uh, not that you need my approval, James, but given what is <laughs> left, given what was left on the board at the running back position, there's one guy I would have taken over him and you hate him. So it mm-hmm. totally, yeah, I'm, I'm totally cool with it. Yep. well he might just fall to you so it's i'm up here josh gordon went immediately after jhi went to james and then chris hogan Corey davis alshon jeffrey and derrick henry i'm gonna stick with the running back position for now we've got three starting spots for for wide receivers so there's definitely a little bit of a premium on them 
But I feel like not only was there a tear break, it was a pretty massive drop off for me after, you know, Josh Gordon, Corey Davis, Alshon Jeffrey. So Sammy Watkins is awfully tempting to me, but I, I'm I'm just not there with him for one year. In Dynasty, I'd be all over him, but for one year, I'm going to let him go. I'm going to stick with the running back position and solidify that. And I'm actually going to go with Marshawn Lynch because that's another guy who I'm kind of predicting. I, I've got a pretty old team here, but this is a guy that I'm kind of predicting for, you know, that the same type of volume that I've been talking about with some of these other guys and, uh, you know, workhorse for sure. And possibly even a bell cow type of scenario. So, um, lots of touchdowns. So I love Marshawn Lynch this year. And then, um, I'm going to go ahead and lock up my second quarterback. Like I said, I just don't see a need to, to reach for any of these wide receivers when I see so many guys who are roughly the same thing. So I'm going to take Andrew Luck to to fill my super flex spot. And, uh, oh, that's, that's gross. And here yeah, we go. Gross. Let's hear it, James. I love it. I love it. Oh, my God. You took Andrew Luck and Deshaun Watson and Carson Wentz were still on the board. Correct. And you took Andrew Luck. Redraft who league. Gonna, who is going to be throwing to his number one tight end, Jack Doyle, pretty much all oh, game. Oh, God. And, and T.Y. Hilton, <laughs> and that's it. And he's got nobody else. I, I, I don't know how good of a receiver Andrew Luck is. Can he throw it up and then run 15-yard slant routes and catch it? Of course he can. Probably. Uh, probably. <laughs> you don't yeah, even have to ask that question. Of course he, he can. Good, so, James, good, you think, he's gonna you think have to. QB7 <laughs> is a reach on Andrew Luck? You honestly think that? Dude, After I, he's I, been, he's I, back, he's playing in preseason games. He's yeah, There's I, no there's no risk of him not playing week one anymore. And it's I have one him year. ranked at QB9, so I think it's a little bit of a reach. But, dude, I, I have nice. Deshaun Watson and Carson Wentz ranked over him. So, yeah, I, I would say I would firmly take Deshaun Watson and Carson Wentz over him. Yeah, I mean, I'm okay with it. I'd probably go Wentz, but that week one status does worry me a bit. Sure, sure. And I would take luck over over Watson. But the point is, we're in the right territory. If that's, <laughs> you know, none of none of those guys are making it back to you, John. I guess it's right. not terrible, John. It's not terrible, <laughs> but Thanks, Kirk James. Cousins is still going to have a better year. But I'm on board chance. with uh, I'm on board with Marshawn Lynch this year too in redraft leagues, despite my love for Chris Warren. I know the chances of him taking that job are are point zero 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 one percent. Yeah. So unless an injury happens, uh, it's going to be Marshawn Lynch's job, and he's just so cheap. I mean, five twelve, right? For a you know starting running back with a projected workload that he's going to have, um, I don't. Yeah, I don't really think he can beat that. Yeah, and spoiler alert: we might have to fight over for fight over Chris Warren here later in the draft. Um, oh no! Now that, now that I now that I need the handcuff. Oh no! He is I thought I was going to have to fight Travis, and now, now <laughs> no, oh, all three okay. of us. You guys are just talking, so that I have to I have to take him in round thirteen you instead of round him, seventeen. You better take him in round here in the, at the <laughs> round, six round seven 12, turn. James State. Oh dang it! Okay, all right. So, <laughs> any, anyways, af, after that pick of Andrew Luck, Mark Ingram went off the board. Who's an interesting name? I mean, he uh, he's suspended for the first four games, but he definitely has some value when he comes back. I think. Um, so that's an interesting pick. It looks like he goes early sixth round. Deshaun Watson goes after him. Then Evan Ingram, Marquise Goodwin, and Jimmy Graham uh, goes at 6.6. So I'm on the clock here. 
Still need a second quarterback. Carson Wentz is on the board. To me, this is the biggest no-brainer of my draft. I'm taking Carson Wentz to pair with Kirk Cousins, and I'm laughing the entire way that I get to start both these guys at uh, at, at quarterback every week. So I'm, I'm happy with the quarterback combination I've got. Yeah, I found that if you wait just a little bit in redraft Superflex, you usually end up getting a pretty good value on some of these guys. Like you still have two top nine quarterbacks and you waited what three rounds yeah yeah so that yeah that's not bad all right so after you took wentz randall cobb went and then rashad penny julian edelman and oh no royce freeman went off the board oh Oh, no sniped one spot ahead of you i got sniped on royce freeman at 611 i am up at 612 that 100 percent would have been my pick so that's a little tough to stomach. Um, so I'm looking at, I've got Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, and I've got David Johnson, Deion Lewis at running back, and I've got Allen Robinson as my wide receiver one. I have two picks here, so I'm thinking I'm probably going to get a running back and a wide receiver. And I've got a long wait, so I don't mind scrolling down here to find someone I like. Uh, but for my first pick, I'm actually going to take one of the top guys available, and it's not Sammy Watkins, James Believe it or not, I actually, I'm going to go Jamison Crowder. I think he's just in for volume, and that's what I'm looking for at this point, is just somebody who's going to get targets. Um, So at running back, I'm looking at Rex Burkhead, Tevin Coleman, Chris Thompson, Duke Johnson, Carrion Johnson. So really for me, it's actually down to... Chris Thompson, Carrion Johnson, or believe it or not, Carlos Hyde. And I'm going to go Chris Thompson. I just feel like he took a significant jump with the Darius Geis injury. I know he's not going to be the workhorse guy, but he's definitely going to be the best running back on that team. And he's obviously, from what we saw last year, you know, an electric player in the passing game. And it's full PPR, and so I'm okay with Chris Thompson in my first flex spot for sure. Nice. So back-to-back Redskins for Travis there. That's an interesting strategy. Um, I think those two that that could be the the top two pass catchers in Washington. So I, I I don't you know I don't hate it at all. What do you think, John, about those? I don't mind Thompson there. Uh, I mean I I and in fact I really like the way your running backs are shaping up is from a PPR standpoint with Thompson and you know you already had David Johnson and Deion Lewis so Chris Thompson makes a lot of sense for this roster I just man I I just I can't get there with Jamison Crowder I just I I don't believe in that offense I don't and I don't believe in Jamison Crowder I I feel like I mean he's had he's had high level quarterback play for his entire career and yet we've never seen what was his best season? Wide receiver nineteen, something like that. Uh, something like that. Yeah. Uh, anyway. But it's it's also worth noting I got him as like wide receiver thirty three or something. Yeah. So I'll take wide receiver nineteen out of that pick for sure. <laughs> yeah, he's passed on on some guys here who uh, who I think have a much higher floor. Put it that way. But overall, I don't That's know. Fair. It's, it's fine. Um, is it? Is it? Who are who are you thinking specifically? Just so people know your your thought process. There is it Cooper Cup. Yeah, Cooper Cup for sure. Um, Will Fuller. 
Um, and you don't, you know, you don't look at Will Fuller and think of him as much of a high floor type of guy. But I was just gonna uh, say, <laughs> but I, I do think that he's got Jamison Crowder beat as far as that goes. I mean, if we think that mm. Deshaun Watson is going to do what we think he's going to do, it means that Will Fuller goes right back to being as involved as he was. Um, you know, before injuries got the best of both guys last year. So, yeah, I, I really like Will Fuller there. Um, I think I this is going to be an unpopular one, but I think Robbie Anderson has all the makings of a uh, a, a high-end wide receiver one in the NFL. So, And for fantasy purposes, I could see Robbie Anderson being one of those, you know, those, those possession-type guys who uh, – you know, kind of a Julian Edelman type where just a PPR monster, Jarvis Landry, I guess, but with more yards. So, yeah, I really like Robbie Anderson as well. I know that there could be a suspension coming. We haven't heard anything about it yet, but those are just a couple names um, that uh, that I would prefer over Crowder. And I can't really – I can't fight you too hard on those. I considered both of those guys. And I'm coming around on Robbie Anderson as a player, but that, yeah, I mean, that suspension worry worries me a little bit. And then we just don't know. I mean, he had one eight-game stretch, you know, and it's just the the upside's there for sure. I'll give you that. Yeah. Yeah, For with him, it's more of an eye test thing than, than what he actually did statistically. But so anyways, after and, that— And the complete void of— competition at the wide receiver position for the jets right yeah yeah that's kind of true too actually although i don't know quincy Anunua might i like quincy and yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he might push him but okay uh, so that's another 13th round pick we're gonna have to fight over <laughs> yeah probably <laughs> probably so after your six seven turn of uh from the nation's capital after that, we had Greg Olson, Sammy Watkins, Sony Michelle, and Carrion Johnson, and those two kind of broke my heart. I got to be honest. But James is up. Yeah, this is a really interesting spot, guys, because I'm looking. I'm going to reach. I'm going to have to reach because the running backs that are on the board. And and real quick, just to give everyone kind of an idea, Rex Burkhead, Tevin Coleman, Duke Johnson, Tariq Cohen, other top four. Ronald Ronald Jones, Rojo is is. Rounds out the top five. After that, you got names like Carlos Hyde, Isaiah Crowell, Jamal Williams, Marlon Mack, Chris Carson, Ty Chris Montgomery, Carson. Those, that type of thing. At wide receiver, there are some guys up top, but there are some guys below the top five, six guys that I, I kind of like even better than those guys. So basically, I, I'm going to be reaching because I think it's too early for me to take a tight end. There's a lot of names I still like there, so I'm not going to take a tight end yet. I've got two quarterbacks that I feel very comfortable with. I can wait on that position. Right now, quarterbacks just aren't going. There's only nine off the board. So I'm going to reach for a running back that I like, and it really comes down to two names. It comes down to Carlos Hyde and Isaiah Crowell, and it's really interesting because as a Browns fan, one is an ex-Browns running back and one is a current Browns running back. But I uh, I, I really like what Carlos Hyde is. I, I think, you know, we've, we've talked about it extensively. We, we liked Carlos Hyde, you know, as a free agent when he was leaving San Francisco I think Travis and I had a, had several conversations about how much we liked him and I think John I think you were also on board with Carlos Hyde as well if I remember correctly oh but, I love Carlos Hyde yeah and so I think I think we all kind of liked his potential my my only thing with Carlos Hyde is is I, he he caught the ball so well in San Francisco every year 
Travis brought it up. Every year for three years, he increased his reception total. I just don't know that he gets that opportunity in Cleveland with Duke Johnson being there. Um, so that's what scares me a little bit with Hyde is, you know, does he get the opportunity to catch the ball as, as often as he did? And I, I got to think he probably doesn't. Um, Isaiah Crowell is an excellent receiver, but he didn't see a lot of opportunity to catch the ball either in Cleveland because of Duke Johnson. Well, that that's not there. A lot of people are worried about Bilal Powell. Um, you know, Isaiah Crowell didn't start the game. Bilal Powell did when they both played. But I think Isaiah Crowell is the more talented back. I'm not so worried about it. I like Bilal Powell, too. Um, I think they both um, have some overlapping skill sets, but I think ultimately Isaiah Crowell is the, the more talented of the two. So I'm really torn here. Um, I'm going to go with the guy who has a little bit of a higher ADP, and I'm going to trust that the Browns are going to use him correctly, and I'm going to take Carlos Hyde here. Uh, but I, it was a really difficult decision between those two. So um, I, I think you guys would both be on the Hyde side, but uh, you know, tell me how crazy I am for considering Isaiah Crowell here. So I am, you know, I'm team, hashtag team Chubb. Does the lurking Chubb in the bushes worry you at all? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, long term. I think, I think Carlos this Hyde season, opens. I mean, yeah, I, I think later in the season. I think I think Carlos Hyde opens opens as the starter, and Nick Chubb yeah. will, will find some carries. Um, but I think I think ultimately Carlos Hyde is going to be, you know, he he'll see the majority. He'll see a seventy thirty split. I think over the course of a year, depending how the season goes, that might get closer to fifty fifty, and that does concern me. Um, so that that really kind of plays into my my thought process too. But I just think Carlos Hyde is 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 talented enough to stay on the field, especially if the Browns are competitive, and I think they can be. Um, I I'm not ready to say that they're going to be, but I think they can be competitive to where they're trying to win games uh, a little later in the year. Maybe not for a playoff push, but even just for you know respectability for the coach trying to save his job, that sort of thing. So I think Carlos Hyde may see some more playing time. Uh, I'm hoping that he sees more playing time and that Nick Chubb maybe his next year kind of takes over the uh, the lead the lead back role, uh, so to speak. So um, that's my hope. But yeah, no, it does. Uh, that that plays into it a little bit too. Absolutely, Travis. Yeah, and I think if you know, in in your defense, if Chubb wasn't there, his ADP would be a heck of a lot higher. Um, so it's kind of factored in a little bit already, but I, I really like Carlos Hyde. You're right. We did talk about that a lot this off season and it just really, it crushed me when he went to Cleveland and then Cleveland drafted Chubb. Cause I really like both of those guys, but I'm coming around to, to Hyde being the guy to at least start the year. Uh, it could be three weeks. It could be 10 weeks. So that's, that's the risk with him. But again, I mean, you got him. 706 so so am, am i totally crazy john in considering isaiah crowell when, oh yeah uh, yes when you Hyde's are there? i forgot that part yeah. <laughs> am i well, what, do you, what do you think john am, am i totally off my rocker here uh man no no i guess i don't hate that one um it it still feels like a reach to me with some of the guys who are available but uh i don't know I, that definitely He's definitely one of the, you know, one of the lead back guys who are actually still available. Other than that, you're looking at a lot of pass catchers. So, um, but I mean, honestly, at this point in the draft, I'm kind of looking to to lean into that a little bit and starting to look at, at the guys who are 
going to be a little bit more of pass catchers. So, yeah, I mean, Isaiah Crowell wouldn't be on my radar, but I don't I don't hate that um, as, a, as a consideration for you at that pick. But I think you made the right call with Carlos Hyde. Okay. All right. Fair enough. At least John doesn't think I'm crazy, Travis. Um, <laughs> so that's something. You're not so, crazy. Let me take back my insult like John right. tried to do earlier. All right. <laughs> take it back. I, I, I'm going to take that. I'm going to allow it. <laughs> So after Carlos Hyde, guys, uh, Duke Johnson went with the next pick. So back-to-back Browns at the 7-7. Tevin Coleman went 7-8. Ronald Jones went 7-9. Ty Montgomery went 7-10. And then 7-11, 7-11, always open, Kyle Rudolph goes at (laughs) 7-11. So... (laughs) So that, what the hell? What the hell just happened? <laughs> seven eleven. Just lean into it. Four seven. Kyle Rudolph. That's what happened. So John, um, I, I believe you're up here, huh? All right, let's get some fireworks going here. Again, I already know what the pick is. <laughs> do you? <laughs> I do too. Now it's got to be Chris Carson. Got to be Chris Carson. It is Chris Carson. And bang bang. Again, it. it for me, his value only increases in uh, in a PPR format because even if Rashad Penny does start to make his way onto the field, which is possible, it's gonna he's way behind though. I mean, he was already way behind Chris Carson, and now he breaks a finger and misses the rest of the preseason. It's gonna be a while before you hear much of anything out of Rashad Penny, but even then, I think that Chris Carson is still going to be on the field on you know on passing downs and i like the ppr upside so at least to get me through you know the first half of this fantasy season i really like chris carson's upside but john cj prosize is back man ah man travis i I so john just added john just added an electric playmaker to his (laughs) roster at 7 12 i just Plug that electricity you took, you took into my CJ roster. CJ at the seven twelve. Oh golly, <laughs> golly! Um, hey, just for the record, Chris Carson caught one pass in this last preseason game. CJ Prosize caught six. Oh snap! Yeah. Line them up at receiver. They need them. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I can't hate you for it, man. It's your guy. Nice. All right. Well, in that case, I'm just gonna do it again. I really, I, I feel like I should be taking wide receivers here because in a PPR format, I would really like to have, you know, those first we've got those three starting wide receivers and then we still have two flex spots that I would really like those to be wide receivers as well. But I just, I can't pass up on the opportunity to to put another one of my staples into this, into this roster. It's killing me. Aaron Jones also hey. joins this team, even though I have Above to wait Jamal a couple Williams. weeks. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, I, just I for mean, the record. Yeah, and I mean, part of the thought process, well, you know how I feel about Aaron Jones, but I do feel like I have, you know, with Dalvin Cook, Marshawn Lynch, and Chris Carson, I've got all the running backs I need for those first few weeks of the season while Aaron Jones, you know, comes off suspension and then works his way into the lineup, so... I I feel like I can afford to take a chance with Aaron Jones there, and uh, I and you know to me he's gonna be a kind of a he's gonna be a fantasy playoffs type of guy 
whereas you know it'll it'll take him a few weeks during the regular season but once he's on the field he's gonna he's off and running and uh i love the opportunity you know if if one of my other guys does get hurt or marshawn lynch starts to wear down because he's oldish you know then i can plug in aaron jones later in the season and replace him yeah uh man you hit on one of those i really like the chris carson pick man (laughs) i think i think that was a nice pick um the aaron jones hey you know we all miss on picks it's gonna happen and uh you just you missed on that (laughs) (laughs) you guys are gonna be like (laughs) you guys are both gonna be like equally but yet opposite offensive here yeah yeah on on, yeah exactly you're gonna you're gonna have back-to-backs and one of us is gonna love one and the other will hate that one and so we'll we'll make sure that we we stay on point that way um yeah, well, after Aaron Jones, Emmanuel Sanders went, Pierre Garçon went, Jamal Williams went, which Travis pointed out that Jamal Williams went after Aaron Jones, which is a travesty. Will Fuller <laughs> goes at 8.5, and that kind of broke my heart because that was going to be my pick there. And Rex Burkhead goes at 8.6, um, which is pretty late, but it looks like all drafters are concerned a little bit about that knee tear, the slight knee tear. Um, so, uh, it's okay, so one of the really interesting things, guys, I have two quarterbacks. Travis has two quarterbacks. John, you have two quarterbacks. Six quarterbacks we have. There have only been three other quarterbacks drafted. That's insane. Yeah, that can we insane. talk about that for a second? What is up with this I, software that we're using? I don't, I don't, I, I don't, I don't like Nine it. Nine quarterbacks like it. I, through eight and a half rounds? I know. you got to be kidding me. Yeah, I should be nuts. looking at Andy Dalton and Joe Flacco at this point. Like, that's what I should be looking at, waiting on quarterback this long. But – I, I, well, I'm just going to keep waiting because, I mean, there's no need to take one there. Um, my boy Isaiah Crowell is still there, um, but I think because I decided to go Carlos Hyde, I'm going to go in a different direction here. I'm going to go wide receiver. Um, there's several names I still like on the board there, but the one that stands out to me is Cooper Cup. Um, I really like Cooper Cup this year. I think he is the kind of guy I want in a PPR league. Um, I think, you know, he, he's he's a safety valve. He's the kind of guy that, you know, him and Jared Goff are on the same page. They they work well together. I think when Jared Goff gets in trouble, he looks for, for Cooper Cup. I think Cooper Cup is almost almost plays a tight end role there for him. You know, he's safe. He knows where to throw. You know, he knows they're on the same page. They know, they know what they're going to do. You know, they know what each other are going to do. So um, I like Cooper Cup here. I think in a PPR is my fourth wide receiver and a guy I can play in the flex position. Um, I feel pretty comfortable with. So I don't know what you guys think. No, love that one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm all right with it for sure. It's guaranteed targets. That's for sure. All right, cool, 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 cool. So after Cooper Cup went Robert Woods, Trey Burton, ouch, Delaney Walker, and Devin Funches. And now Travis is back up. It's you for two at 8, 12, and 9, 1. Yeah, 8, 12, and 9, 1. I've got three running backs and two receivers. Hmm. So I'm I'm tempted to take two receivers here just because there's two names here that I feel stand out above the rest and I could grab both of them. But I also don't want to miss out on 
I mean, if I don't take a running back here, that'll be four rounds since my last running back. Oh, God and forbid. I, <laughs> well, <laughs> I also, I mean, they, it, they dry up, man, and we're getting towards the bottom of this list here pretty soon uh, for for guys that really have a shot at producing every week for you, you know? Sure. So for me, it's between, if I want to go running back, Man, believe it or not, it's probably going to be Marlon Mack for me. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Ugh. And it's largely just based on the opportunity there. And someone in that backfield is going to produce. And it could be Marlon Mack. And in the eighth, ninth round, if I happen to luck into, you know, a, a guy that's on a, that's on 60% of a timeshare, I think that's a solid pick. Um, I, I mean, I fully acknowledge he could miss and just be a worthless player, but anyway, so on the receiver side, I think I'm going to go Mac for my first one here, just to get him out of the way, because the other guys that are behind him, man, I mean, we're talking guys that need an injury to be startable for you. Um, other than maybe Crowell, maybe Tariq Cohen, if they start using him, and then it's just, you know, a couple pass catchers and then guys that are clear number twos. And so I'm going to go Marlon Mack here. 1% of experts agreed with me, guys. So I'm going to go find <laughs> that guy and he's going to yeah. be my best friend. And I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna start a podcast with him. Um, <laughs> so I, I pretty much have to go receiver here. I've only got two so far. We got three starting receiver spots and some flexes, and I've only got Allen Robinson and Jamison Crowder. So wide receiver is not going to be my strong suit on this team. And I'm really struggling right now between pulling the trigger on Robbie Anderson, who we talked about two rounds ago, or going with Nelson Aguilar, who I like even if, even if Alshon Jeffrey doesn't land on the pup list. I still like Nelson Aguilar as you know a PPR guy. And then he could have a chance or he could have six games where he's the number one target and see even more volume. So that's enticing to me. And I know I'm taking forever and I'm just talking just because I haven't made up my mind. But I'm going to pull the trigger on Robbie Anderson, I think. Oh, nice. okay. Okay, I... Boy, I, I can't. give it to me. <laughs> I, can't, I can't get on board with either of those. I mean, I, I get why I get I get why I, I get. Well, why I already explained myself. That. So if that no, didn't yeah, do anything I, for you, I, I don't know what <laughs> to tell you. <laughs> that part's not changing. So. It, it, it did with Marlon Mack. It, it explained some stuff and it it made sense. I mean, I, that pick makes sense to me. There are just other guys that I'd rather have that were still on the board. Um, yeah. But. That does make sense to me. I, I totally, the way you pointed it out, you're absolutely right. If you get a guy who's, you know, uh, has 60% of the timeshare there, um, it's worth it at that pick. I just, I don't know. There's so many names being voted around there with Naheem Hines, with Wilkins, with, you know, Christine Michael. There, there's so many other other guys there. It really could be any of them. I don't know that any of them have stood out. Um, so, yeah, it's it's definitely a roll of the dice there, and, and, and you're willing to do that. So I, I get that, but the... Robbie Anderson picked to me, I mean, I, I just, I, I gotta think a suspension is coming, right? I mean, what he did and what he said to a police officer has got to be suspendable. Like, there's no way you could tell me this guy is not going to miss time after that. And I know, I know Roger Goodell hasn't done anything for, you know, to him or McCoy, and we haven't heard anything, and who knows if we will, but 
man, I got to think that something is coming. And if it is, you know, it could be significant enough to where I wouldn't want him in redraft. Um, but again, I mean, I, I think if you feel like you're in a position where you can roll the dice with both those picks, I think that you are okay. Um, I just don't know that I would be willing to do it on both of them. Uh, that would that would be my only thing. What do you think, John? So so I'll jump in real quick. Yeah. So it also has something to do with in in redraft for the most part. I'm shooting for upside mm-hmm. because I don't I want to be first. I don't want to be third or seventh. You know what I mean? And I feel like you need guys that have a potential have the potential of really hitting. And I feel like both of those picks at least have a chance of doing that. And they are definitely risky. And I get, you know, a lot of people don't take players like that. And that's a fine strategy as well. But you got to, in my opinion, you got to take shots at people that have a chance to really boom for you. And those two guys, in my opinion, at least have a shot at doing that. So that, that factors in for me too. Mm-hmm. And even if he is suspended, doesn't mean he's going to serve it this year. Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, he he could totally, um, you know, he he could uh, he could appeal it. Um, but then you have that you know that looming over your head. Does he does he serve it? You know, does does the appeal get heard, and then he has to serve it week eight through week twelve, or week, you know, in the playoffs, the fantasy playoffs. You know, I mean that that could be even worse. So I don't know that. Um, yeah, that's I mean, true, but it's less of a right. concern with a with a ninth round pick than it was with like Zeke Elliott last year. Yeah, like that was I, a big deal. If it's my it's my ninth round pick, I, I could probably I just drop the dude for four weeks and pick but, him up again. You know. Yeah, I, I agree. I guess my main point is is I feel like you rolled the dice on both those picks, the eighth and the ninth pick, and I get it. That's you're gonna true. roll you're gonna roll on upside, but if you feel like you can do that, that's great. But if you miss on both of those picks. You know, is the rest of your roster solid enough to be able to to miss on those picks and still be okay? Um, I guess is my thing. So that's 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 where I I would be a little bit. I, and again, I'm more cautious. Um, I just want to want to find ways to score more fantasy points than the other guy. And I'm going to to be a little bit more cautious. If I roll the dice, I'm definitely not going to roll the dice with the next pick. That's that's just my my thing. But I I totally get why you did. So that's uh, totally fair. Yeah, John, you got any thoughts? Not really. I mean, I said what I said my piece, I guess, on Robbie Anderson. I mean, I I don't I don't particularly like Marlon Mack this year. I I understand what you're saying about the situation, but um, I don't know. I just think that that's going to be a three headed monster. I think that Naheem Hines is probably the pass catcher. Jordan Wilkins is probably the 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 short yardage goal line guy. And oh no, are you telling me I drafted Amir Abdullah? <laughs> you might have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Actually, a good analogy that Marlon Mack kind of reminds me of Abdullah in a lot of ways. So, with less electricity, which is important to me. So, <laughs> you're kind of taking a shot at this point, regardless. So, I'm fine with it overall. So, guys, after Robbie Anderson goes at 9.1. We have a little bit of a quarterback run. Where I was kind of waiting for this. Uh, ben Roethlisberger goes at 9.2, 9.3 Tariq Cohen, 9.4 Matthew Stafford, and 9.5 Jimmy Garoppolo. So three of the next four picks were quarterbacks. So I'm definitely keeping my eye on that because while I do have two um, in a super flex, I'd, I'd like to have a, a decent third option there. But as of right now, there's still several names I'd be happy with. So I think I can wait on that position. Um, honestly, I... 
I am really torn here. Um, I, I, I mean, I, there, there's, man, there's several guys that I, I, I'm looking at in this range, but I think, I almost think all of them will be available next round. So it's, it's tough for me to pick one of them now, but I feel like I, I probably have to pick one of them now and then uh, hope that, you know, next round I can get the other. So um, I'm going to start by, and this was kind of my, my draft strategy all along here. Um, and, and Travis, you kind of hit on it. Um, when I took Carlos Hyde, my, my thought process was I can probably get Nick Chubb a whole lot later. And if that transition happens to where Nick Chubb becomes the starting back, I, I, would, I would be okay. I could have the handcuff there. And I think I'm going to take him now. I think I'm going to take Nick Chubb here. And that's, again, this is kind of a, you know, what happens if, if that, that transition happens, if Chubb ends up being more effective, if Chubb ends up, you know, taking more of the, the carries, um, I'll be able to swap Hyde for Chubb, and I'd be happy uh, by doing that. So I'm going to take Nick Chubb here uh, with this pick. Um, at the 9.6. Matt Ryan, Philip Rivers, Jordy Nelson, and then Jared Goff, Pat Mahomes. So after nine quarterbacks in nine rounds, we get one, two, three, four, five, six, seven in those 10 picks right there. Wow, that's insane. Yeah, that's kind of gross. But that's actually going to compel me here at the turn to um, to shift my strategy a little bit and take my third quarterback and that's partly because you know as much as I like Drew Brees and Andrew Luck for the, for one year I do recognize that there's significant risk with both of them Drew Brees you know pushing 40 years old and Andrew Luck coming off of the year-long plus shoulder injury so I'm going to take Marcus Mariota who I believe is going to be a fairly high floor quarterback I don't know necessarily about the ceiling but I think that he's uh He's going to be a safe option for me if either one of those guys, you know, goes down or is uh, just rendered ineffective or whatever. And then from there, I'm back to looking for some for some pass catchers. I definitely need some more wide receivers, and uh, I've yet to take a tight end. But I think the wide receivers are good enough here that I don't need to push it on tight ends just yet. I've got to go with another guy here who you could say that I've been buying into training camp hype, I guess. But to me, I, I mean, I've, I've been on Kenny Galladay for over a year now. So I'm going to make him the pick here. And uh, that gives me my third wide receiver, Kenny Galladay, um, with touchdown upside. I, I feel like I'm pretty set. Reach. <laughs> maybe, maybe a little bit. <laughs> I feel like I'm pretty set, though, in a PPR with, Julio Jones and Adam Thielen so I could kind of take a little bit of a shot at like I said some touchdown upside and uh, go with Kenny Galladay I like both those picks those are both great picks John very nice I like I like Mariota there as your third quarterback I think he'll probably be starting more weeks for you than not <clears throat> and uh, obviously <laughs> I'm a Kenny Galladay believer so I I like both those picks man good job <laughs> thank you for the backhanded compliment yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right so after uh mariota and kenny galladay go Dak prescott goes so the quarterback runs still keep coming Devonte parker then alex smith mitchell trubisky and blake bortles so that quarterback run came hard and uh and i'm not going to be reactionary to it because the names that are available there are just not as attractive as some of the other ones 
I was debating about taking Isaiah Crowell rounds ago, and guess what? He's still there. I, I can't pass on him anymore. I do need some receivers, but I could use another running back as well, um, being that Nick Chubb is pretty much a handcuff to me right now. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take Isaiah Crowell, and I'm, I'm happy with it here. Um, I get a guy who very well could be a uh, uh, get the, the, the bell cow, the, the carries there, and he's a guy that can catch the ball out of the backfield. He didn't get a chance to do it in Cleveland a lot because of Duke Johnson, but I think he's a guy that in New York, I, I don't know that they have a guy that's going to come in on pass catching downs. Isaiah Crowell could be that guy. He could show a full compliment um, there in New York. I think uh, I think he's a sleeper. He's a guy who I have ranked a lot higher than a lot of other people do, and I'm happy to get him here at this point of the draft in the uh, 10th round at the 10.07. So I'm going to take him. Wow. So four quarterbacks went immediately after that. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> this is the most insane quarterback run I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, so three quarterbacks right in front of you, four after you, Derek Carr, Jameis Winston, Case Keenum, and Andy Dalton off the board. That, wow. <clears throat> mm-hmm. That is Your draft 16... is not going to go that way. By the way, no, <laughs> probably that's not, not going to happen. These are these guys are going to be way more spread out throughout the, you know, the first ten rounds. Yeah, yeah, but at least now we're maybe caught up on like who's going to be left. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like, yeah, Dalton and Keenum at ten, 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 eleven. That's 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 plausible. more like it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. sixteen quarterbacks out of the last twenty-one picks. That is yeah, that's crazy, nuts. crazy. Wow. So, so honestly, Travis, that makes me – no, that makes me stray <laughs> no. away from it. I don't want the 17th quarterback out of the last 20 picks. Yeah. I, don't, I don't – you know what I mean? I'm not going to be forced into taking my QB3, really? um, especially considering all these guys just took one. That means they're less likely to take one on the way back. Uh, <laughs> and most of them, took or at least we'll see. Most I don't know about two. that. These, these. <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm not looking at these computer players' rosters. I, I imagine at this point, with that many quarterbacks gone, that most of them have two. Yeah, this is this is um, getting a little scary for me. Actually, the the AI on these uh, these robots drafting these these teams, it's very irrational. And yeah, it's, <laughs> <laughs> first they they. Just take nothing but quarterbacks for two straight rounds, and then next thing you know, we're all slaves. You know, they, just, they take over the world. Yeah, this is making me nervous, boys. All right, so I'm I'm up at ten twelve here, and this is kind of what I was talking about about the the running backs that that running back pool drying up really quickly because all the names left at the top of the list we got cj anderson james white geo bernard theo riddick Devonte booker Bilal powell peyton barber Corey clement like man none of those guys are going to be starters for you oh i so, love several of those guys and it's making not as me... a weekly starter john come on let's be realistic every running back's a weekly starter oh god all right Every one of them. Can. We're not going to get into your. We're not going to venture into your mind space just yet. Dude, this. I'm telling you, this. These these robots are messing with me. They're making me question everything. I'm putting on the the tinfoil hat now. Oh man, don't stay away from the punch, John. Stay away from the punch. 
All right, so I almost took Nelson Aguilar last time. I'm going to take Nelson Aguilar here. And oh, wow. he is my wide receiver four. That's a nice uh, move then if he if he fell an entire two rounds to you. Yeah, I, I really like that. That's a nice pick. Thank you. <laughs> You're well, yeah, wasn't so wasn't expecting that. So that's cool. That was an easy pick for me. And considering what I just said about all these running backs, I'm probably going to go wide receiver again, especially because it's my weakest position at the moment. Uh, and I am going to go. Let me think here. So this is an interesting conversation. I'll be interested to hear what you guys have to say because everyone's definition of upside is going to be different. But at at this point, I'm looking for upside considering it's going to be my wide receiver five. But it could very well be a guy that I need to start. But at the same time, I want somebody who can become my wide receiver four or three or whatever, if that makes any sense. Like I want a guy that has the opportunity to really rise and and become an every week starter for me. Mm-hmm. Des Bryant. And it's <laughs> probably going to be gross. This is going to be gross. Take but Des. I'm going to take Des. I'm considering Des, but I'm actually, ugh, believe it or not. So just for, for clarity, for anybody listening, I'm deciding between Kelvin Benjamin and Alan Hearns. Whoa. Oh, wow. Okay. I, I, it, there's, Did not I, see that yeah. coming. <laughs> I, love, I love one of those guys. I'll tell you that. So Kelvin Benjamin, we all we all know the situation there. He's not that great, but he <laughs> he's the best they've got. Hmm. Uh, and he could absolutely. I mean, he could catch double digit touchdowns this year, and that wouldn't really surprise anybody too much. I don't think. Um, it would surprise me more that Josh Allen threw double digit touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then Alan Hearns is, it's essentially just, it's the same kind of situation, right? It's who is going to be the guy in Dallas that ends up being a weekly starter for us. Alan Hearns, Michael Gallup. Cole Beasley. Could be Cole Beasley. I really like Cole Beasley. Yep. And now I feel the pressure to not pick the one that James doesn't like because James said he likes one of these guys a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to go Alan Hearns. James, did I pick wrong? Well, there's no right or wrong. You probably picked right because I like Kelvin Benjamin an awful lot. But I, I, <laughs> I don't I don't hate Alan Hearns. I really don't. As a matter of fact, I kind of like both those picks. Nelson Aguilar to me was, was – that was just – that guy was staring me in the face too for the past couple rounds. And it was like, man, I, I, I went elsewhere um, just because of my team build. But I really, really like that pick. And then Alan Hearns, you said everything about it. Like he could be the wide receiver one in Dallas and put up great numbers, or he could end up being the wide receiver three in Dallas and putting up terrible numbers. But yep. <laughs> when you're, when you're looking at a wide receiver five, I think you, you narrowed it down really well between those two, because um, I, I, I like Kelvin Benjamin. I love the opportunity that he's going to have, obviously. I mean, I, I, I think he's the unquestioned number one there. You're right. Buffalo has some concerns at quarterback. They've got three guys that don't look very good. 
But, I mean, I've seen DeAndre Hopkins, and I, I'm not saying Calvin Benjamin is DeAndre whoa, Hopkins. Whoa, whoa. He obviously isn't. <laughs> but I'm just, just using it as, as a, a, a preference that you don't always have to have a good quarterback to put up good numbers. There have been plenty of receivers that have put up good numbers with bad quarterback play. Braylon Edwards for, with Cleveland. Josh Gordon has done it several times with Cleveland. Um, you know, I'm using Cleveland because we always have bad quarterback play there. <laughs> so any time a receiver had a good year, it was with a terrible quarterback. So it could happen. Um, so I, I really like him too. But I, I think I, I, I like both those picks, man. I really do. I think they're both uh, solid picks. What do you think, John? Uh, definitely Aguilar. Um, I don't know. The fact that Hearns, Gallup, and, and to me, Beasley is right in the conversation. And the fact that they're so close together and it's so hard to decide between the three, that tells me that that's probably not a situation that I want anything to do with. But, again, there wasn't a whole lot there worth really choosing from. I mean, there were there were some guys that I like better. Um, Kenny Stills kind of tops that list. And, actually, I'm kind of serious about Des Bryant. But, um, you know, considering what you had to choose from, I don't hate it. Uh, I just... Uh, I just would have went a different direction personally. And yeah, that totally makes sense. It's not the sexiest pick for sure. And it, uh, he could end up being useless. <laughs> so really, really interesting here. After you took Alan Hearns, the very next pick, Travis, was Kelvin Benjamin. So See, there um, you go. Very interesting that you, you kind of narrowed it down to the two that went uh, right next to each other. Sterling Shepard went after that, then Josh Doxson, and then C.J. Anderson. So... The, the quarterback run has chilled a little bit here. Um, it, it's really interesting, too, because quarterback is awful tempting. Um, I, I, you know, I, I'd like to have a third quarterback here. Um, but I also, I don't have a tight end yet. None of us do. And I think I'm going to be the first one to kind of to kind of take a tight end here. And I'm looking at the tight ends that are available. Top of the list on, on this the top of the list is Jordan Reed, then Jack Doyle, Don't then David dare. Njoku, and then George <laughs> Kittle. Okay, so so Which, looking at this, Jordan Reed scares the heck out of me just because of injuries. Like if Don't I, 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 I got to take one of these guys as my tight end one, I'm not taking Jordan Reed. Jack oh, Doyle yeah. is I, I I don't I don't trust Andrew Luck. I, I still don't want Jack Doyle um, because of that. But, uh, hey, we got to the same place th- taking different routes. I'm okay with yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and that's the thing. I, I wouldn't hate having Jack Doyle, but there's there's some guys that I would rather have. The next one is David Njoku. I'd rather have him, but the problem is I've got a few Browns, and I, I don't want to load up on that team. So by default, I'm taking George Kittle here, and uh, I, I, wow. I, like, I like George Kittle an awful lot. Um, I'm, I'm fine with taking him over guys like Jordan Reed, who, you know, I'm, I'm worried about injury history with David and Joku has looked really good in the preseason, but I, I really feel like George Kittle is going to get some use there in San Francisco. I like the fact that he and Jimmy Garoppolo seem to have a nice chemistry together. And I think the tight end is going to get a lot of usage there in San Francisco. So I am going to take the tight end. I'll be the first one of us to take a tight end. And in the 11th round at the 11.6, I'll take George Kittle. What do you guys what do you guys think? Tight end here? I love the pick. I freaking hate your process, but I love the pick. <laughs> well, we all know all right. James is results over process. <laughs> results over process. In fact, he hates the, the word process. Yep. Yeah, I do. I, oh, God, I do. Yeah. You, so just for those get ready. who don't know what you're talking about, John, what is the process that you're talking about that you disagreed with? Uh, well, eliminating Jack Doyle because of Andrew Luck, um, after we saw Jack Doyle 
have significant success with Jacoby Brissett. And I'm kind of okay with the, the David Njoku process as well. Just the fact that you were kind of, you kind of loaded up on Browns. I don't, I don't necessarily like to, to base my decision making too much off of that. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, you know, you you weren't really. It wouldn't really be a player who, who really contradicts the Browns that you do have. You know, because you've sure. so you've got the running game. You've got Carlos Hyde and Nick Chubb, and you know the 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 two David Njoku exists independently of them in fact they actually make david njoku's life easier so i think that david njoku is is um it's reasonable to put him on that roster with those guys now if you had you know jarvis landry or jarvis landry is probably the big one i don't think i would want to put njoku and landry on the same team necessarily but uh as far as a running game, I wouldn't. I personally wouldn't be afraid of it. Mm-hmm. And I think I should probably mention that I have Najoku and Kittle ranked very, very closely. Mm-hmm. Um, it was close enough for that to be kind of a tiebreaker for me. Um, so, so that that was more along more along the lines of my thought process. I totally get the Jack Doyle thing. Um, I, I guess I just I I want to make sure that Andrew Luck's 100 percent. If he isn't, I don't care if you're Jack Doyle or Superman. If he's not throwing the ball on target, it's not going to matter. Um, and I in the preseason we've seen preseason that's that's wonderful. But you know we'll, we'll see it in game. I, I you know I I still have yet to see if this is going to be the Andrew Luck, you know that that we got to know and love, or if this is going to be a new Andrew Luck. That's you know I I, I still don't know. This is a big injury he's coming back from. He's missed a lot of time. I just I I want to give him a year to shake the rust off. So I don't know that I'm. I'm, I'm buying into his targets, but that was that was just that was more along the lines of my thought process, a little bit more in detail. But yeah, totally fair. So That's after fair. after George Kittle went, it was Kenny Stills, Peyton Barber, DJ Moore, Cameron Meredith, and Gio Bernard. I'm up at the eleven twelve turn, and after that quarterback run, and I sense another one coming before too long. I'm gonna do it, man. I'm taking my fourth quarterback here. I'm going to take Eli Manning. In a redraft league? That's how that happens. (laughs) That's how that always happens. That's how I end up with four-plus quarterbacks. Wow, that's insane. But, again, I mean... I just don't agree with that strategy in redraft, man. Yeah? You've You've only got six bench spots. We only have six? Yeah. Yeah. That's okay, though. I mean, I... I mean, I they're, get it. They're also like you love to be solid at the quarterback position, but when it's you don't got room for four of those guys, man. What happens when you want to pick up Rashad Penny when he takes Chris Carson's job? You know. Oh God. <laughs> so that's that's where we're going with this. Okay. Well, so <laughs> CJ Pro size. Yeah. There you so, go. So again, I mean, I I I do. I just still recognize that I've got some risk at both the quarterback and superflex position. And it's pretty important to me to have a quarterback at Superflex at all times. So, um, you know, and I, I, I feel like I can create an advantage for myself having strong quarterback play at all times. And I can also, I've also got now, a, you know, a 
pretty good trade ship somewhere. So, yeah, I mean, I stand by the pick, but I I know that it's not for everyone. That's, uh, like I said, that's how this ends up happening, where I end up with just overstocked at quarterback. And then uh, my my next pick, I'm going to take a another wide receiver. And uh, Mike Williams has just a ton of upside for me. Um, it, it looks like he's going to be heavily involved, and they need red zone targets, and that's why Mike Williams was drafted early in the first round in uh, 2017, just for that exact reason. So I think that he's going to fill that role, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do. Very nice. Okay, so after Mike Williams, uh, Jordan Reed goes off the board at 12-2, then Marquise Lee, Jack Doyle, Corey Clement, and David Najoku all off the board there. So I'm at 12-7, uh, and I am also kind of looking for a receiver. Um, I'm I'm going to look for upside here too. Uh, there's there's several guys. I'm, I'm going to reach here. I'm going to reach on a guy who I think has upside. I think he's a guy who's going to start. I think he's going to be his team's number two wide receiver. I think he's learning from one of the best in the game. I think he's going to be catching passes from my favorite rookie quarterback. And I'm you are not take, gonna I am take going Christian to Kirk. take Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk here with this. <laughs> Unbelievable. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna do it here, and I I know it might be a little that bit was of a release, spite but I feel good pick. about it. Yeah, that we hate that for pick. two different reasons. Because you think it's you think it's a bad pick, and because I'm jealous. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. fair enough. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Good, good pick, James. So after that, Tyler Eifert, Benjamin Watson, James White, OJ Howard, a little bit of a tight end run here. We've had one, two, three, four, five, six in the last nine picks. Um, And that actually is going to prompt me to take a tight end here. And you all know who it's going to be. Oh, no. It's Eric Eric Ebron. Ebron. (laughs) Uh, Eric Ebron's on my team. You guys are just throwing away these picks. You think they grow on trees or something? Hey, man, the feeling is mutual, bro. Let me tell John, you. John is that guy. That... You guys even draft him, bros? Yeah. Eric Ebron? Yeah, no. Yeah, no. All right, so I got another pick here. Um, oh, I was going to say, too, John, mm-hmm. remember last turn when I said the QB run is making me want to wait on quarterbacks? Uh, yeah. Only one quarterback went the entire rest of those two rounds between me and me. Oh, and it was good for yours. you. You're the you're the robot whisperer. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> and it was yours. You screwed it up. I was really going to brag if no quarterbacks went. Good yeah. Job. Yeah. All right. So now it's basically down to uh, four rounds left. We, we're not doing defenses or kickers. So four bench spots. And I got to decide if I want to take my QB three. Or strengthen my wide receiver core a little bit more. I'm gonna take Dez. Oh, oh man! So I like that pick. 1301. I took Dez Bryant. I seriously thought about taking him, where I took Mike Williams. If he was on a roster right now, I mean, if he was on a roster right now, he probably would have went eighth seven, round pick. Yeah, exactly. Sixth round pick. Yeah. Yeah, and that it's coming. You know, it is. Coming, and that's so. that's why the pick was made. Yeah. He, he can only go up. Yeah. My problem is you need quarterbacks. If anyone needs two, two bench quarterbacks, it's a guy with two quarterbacks with the same buy. Yeah, I'm all right. 
Ooh, well, very interesting, very interesting. So, after Des Bryant, uh, you started a wide receiver run there, Travis. Tyler Lockett, Anthony Miller, Michael Gallup, and John Ross all went. Um, it, I, I, I kind of need some some bolstering at. I, I need a third quarterback, and I also need some running back help here. I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take a swing for the fences here, and I'm going to take a guy who I am very high on, and I know I'm not the only one here. I'm going to take a, a swing at a guy who very well could end up being the lead, leading ball carrier for his team. I think he's uh, he's shown that he can be a big-time playmaker when he's in, and he's given that opportunity. He just has to stay healthy, but at this point of the draft, I'm willing to roll the dice. I am going to draft Kenneth Dixon here. Yeah. The 13.6. Wow. Love it. Gross. All right, so after Kenneth Dixon, Kelvin Ridway goes 13.7. Mike Gusecki, Cole Beasley, Charles Clay, and Geronimo Allison go after that. So here we go. Wow. Interesting uh, interesting choices there at the tight end position. So I'm going to get one of, my, uh, one of my definite sleepers here at the tight end position. I'm going to go ahead and take Ricky Seals-Jones, even though it's a reach at this point. And I don't know that anybody else is going to take tight ends. But just to make sure that I that I get a guy who could easily be a tight end one for me, um, I'm gonna go ahead and take him there. And uh, just to solidify that position, you guys are gonna hate this. I'm gonna go ahead and go back to back tight ends because I feel like Ricky Seals Jones has a high ceiling. I think Jared Cook gives me the high floor, and I think between the two, I should be able to put together a, a solid score at tight end every week. Do you even yeah. draft, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Who am I supposed to I, take? I don't hate Austin Cooper. Oh man. Don't make fun of Hooper. Okay. <laughs> don't no, I'm just saying. Um so yeah, after Cook there's a running back run, guys. Naheem Hines, Robert Kelly, Latavius Murray, Will Garrett Blunt, and Theo Riddick all gone. They all left. They all went bye bye. So I, I need a third quarterback and Honest, uh, honestly, honestly, this one's tough for me. This one, I, guys. Okay, let's look <laughs> at the quarterbacks that are available. Okay, Tyrod Taylor, Ryan Tannehill, Joe Flacco, Sam Bradford, Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield, Josh McCown, Lamar Jackson, Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen. These these are the names that are available. Okay, so. If you guys want to call it a homer pick, call it a homer pick. But I, I'm looking at a guy who I may have to start week one because if Carson Wentz isn't available, I need a guy who I can plug in and play week one. I know Tyrod Taylor is going to be starting by then. I'm going to take Tyrod Taylor as my third quarterback. I don't love it, but at this point, I, I mean, who am I going to take Ryan Tannehill over him? Like, they're, they're, No, they're just, I, I'm not. I'll take Tyrod and uh and feel okay about my third quarterback at this point so what about waiting a couple rounds and then taking nick Foles instead well and that that was kind of my thought process was maybe i'll take nick nick Foles instead my only problem with that is i have absolutely zero chance of nick Foles. well i mean unless they deal him and trade him and he starts somewhere else but i i have less opportunity of nick Foles starting on carson wentz's bye week um, I, I, I think I've made it known. I think Tyrod Taylor starts the entire year this year because I think Cleveland's going to be decent enough and Hugh Jackson's going to be coaching for his job that if Tyrod Taylor gives them the best chance to win, he's going to start. 
and he's going to, you know, he's going to start a majority of the games. Also, you know, Hugh Jackson caught a bunch of flack for bringing in uh, Kaiser too early and then benching him and bringing him in and benching him. Once he goes to Baker, I think he knows he can't go back. So I think it's going to be a slower process. So I think there's a chance that Tyrod Taylor not only gives me week one if I need it, but he also may be available week nine uh, and week 10 when I need a bi-week replacement. So that's why I went ahead and did that. But no, that that was definitely in my thought process was waiting and taking Nick Foles. Um, but I also thought that I, I know you kind of like him, John, and uh, if you would have taken him on me at that point, I would have <laughs> I would have been up, up a creek without a paddle. So, <laughs> Well, we could always talk trade later. But, yeah, uh, Tyrod, really not a bad pick. Um, as much as I'd love to see Baker get on the field, that's, uh, that's probably uh, – you're probably right. He might be out there for a while. So after Tyrod went – just a bunch of running backs here. Bilal Powell, Devontae Booker, Samaje P. Ryan, and Jordan Wilkins before it got back to Travis at the 14-15 turn. So I'm going to go Matt Breda. At the end of the draft here, I like, you know, drafting some running backs that have a chance um, at doing something. And Matt Breda is definitely one of those guys. Uh, and then I'm actually going to keep the running back... Um, run going here and i'm gonna take believe it or not i'm gonna take adrian peterson what? oh <laughs> man that's oh, gross, gross. Yeah. he just oh, signed he just signed with washington today oh yeah don't that's, that's care so he's so got gross. as good a chance no. as the guys above him in rob kelly and samaj p ryan nah. to lead that backfield in carries nah. he absolutely no. does nah. Yep. I don't see that. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no. Yeah, I don't. No. No. <laughs> no, but all right. That's fine. You're going to hate um, on me. It's all good. No, no. It's um. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> all right. So I, I, I'm up here, and uh, I, I don't love the fact that a running back run just kind of went, but um, the guy that I was kind of looking at is still on the board here, so I'm, I'm going to take him, and I'm going to take a guy who – and I don't have – really any of these guys on here these pass catching guys the guys that i think that are going to be utilized in the pass catching game third down backs guys that you know two minute drill type backs uh guys that can you know uh catch six to eight balls out of the backfield each week and be productive that way in a ppr and uh one of the guys that i, re I really like in that role this year he's a young rookie and at this point of the draft i'm willing to take my shot on my younger players um, so I'm I'm gonna go ahead and take Kaylin Bolage here and uh, and hope that uh, that he ends up being a PPR monster and uh, and I'll take him at this point and feel okay about it. So after Bolage, it goes T.J. Yeldon. That one hurts a little bit. Javarius Buck Allen, Frank Gore, Jamer Jeremy Hill, and then John Kelly. That one actually that one hurts quite a bit because I really like that pick and uh, for that to go right in front of me, but. Mm -hmm. At this oh, point, no. <laughs> I think I know what's coming, Travis. You, you, this is gonna hurt. Yeah, it just—he just fell right to me. Oh, <laughs> I knew I wasn't gonna get him. Oh no! Oh no! Uh, so it was be between him and Chris Ivory, and to be totally honest with you, at this point, it kind of feels like, for the most part, I can kind of use waivers as an extension of my roster when it comes to the running backs because all of the, not all of these guys are going to be rostered and there's a bunch of them who are awfully similar guys who i like quite a bit 
and I can just pick them up later. Um, just a few names beyond that. Chris Ivory, of course. Um, Corey Grant. Uh, Amir Abdullah, I actually like. Um, he could land in a great spot somewhere. Um, Kyle Juszczyk. I don't even know how to say his name, but I think that he's probably the short yardage guy for San Francisco. That is an incorrect take. And then Jonathan Williams, for the exact same reason, I think he's the short yardage guy until Mark Ingram comes back in New Orleans. That's probably a correct take. <laughs> just, I just got to clear it up for the people that are listening to the, to your nonsense. They they can't tell sometimes what's yeah. true and what's just a, a flat out <laughs> lie. So I got to clear it up for them as you talk. Okay. Well, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Uh, and Chris Warren thanks you from my roster. Oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> but I had to I had to take Chris Warren more because he's the handcuff, but also because I knew he wasn't going to last this entire draft. This is a a very much a Chris Warren truther podcast and <laughs> uh and Travis leads the charge. Gotta give him all the credit in the world there for being the first one on Chris Warren. But uh you know, since he came on the show and talked with us right after the uh, the combine, and then you know we've been able to watch some tape, and now seeing him just dominate in the preseason, um, this entire podcast I believe is on board the Chris Warren train. So Chris Warren is the first pick there, and then uh, I mean I just need wide receivers, and I really probably should have passed on Warren. For a wide receiver, it's just, again, I didn't think I would have access to him if I didn't take him there. So I went Keelan Cole, who I believe to be the number one wide receiver in Jacksonville. And that wraps up my draft. Very nice, John. Very nice. So after you picked Keelan Cole, a bunch of wide receivers won. We had Chris Godwin. Uh, Chris Ivory does go after that. And then Muhammad Sanu, Richard Matthews, and Deshaun Jackson all go. So... I'm sitting here with my last pick, and I'm looking over my roster, and I tell you what, the one thing I'm not going to do, I'm, I'm not going to take a backup tight end. I'm just not. If, if, I, if I really feel like, and, and you kind of did this, did this, John, if I really feel like I take a, a, a swing at a guy with a high upside and a, a low floor, a guy who I think you know very well could, could end up being a bust, um, then I'll, I'll back him up with a guy who has a high floor, and I think you did that. Um, but I feel pretty good with uh, with George Kittle, and I also feel like if I don't take a tight end, there's several options I'm seeing that I could pick up later and, and be okay with. So I'm, I'm not too worried about that. I'm going to look at, uh, at, at wide receiver here. I think I need one more wide receiver to kind of round out my group. And there's a guy, after looking at the wide receiver group, there's a guy that kind of caught my eye, um, and, uh, and that's where I'm going to go. So I'm going to go... Tyrell Williams here with the last pick and I just feel like the Chargers you know with Hunter Henry getting hurt they're going to run a lot of three wide sets I think Mike Williams uh, Tyrell uh, Tyrell Williams Mike Williams and Keenan Allen will all be on the field a whole bunch and Tyrell Williams he just he has some chemistry with Philip Rivers I mean you know say what you want about this guy he just seems to produce every year so I'm going to take him and uh, and kind of swing for the upside there if an injury does happen I think Tyrell Williams is going to have another monster year. So after I made that pick, Taewon Taylor goes after that. Spencer Ware, Dante Moncrief, and Cortland Sutton. So we are to Mr. Irrelevant. Mr. Irrelevant is right, and it fell pretty much how I was hoping it would. Um, although if 
if a couple of those receivers that went right now were still there, I might have taken them just uh, out of principle that they should have been drafted. Um, <laughs> and I would have sacrificed my mock team with only two quarterbacks. But I'm going to take my third quarterback finally with Mr. Irrelevant. I'm going to go, actually, this might surprise you guys, but I'm going to go Sam Darnold. Oh, wow. Ooh, yeah, that okay. is I like very that. surprising. And it's it's largely because he's really the only guy left here that I know is going to play 16 games. And that's that's pretty much what it boils down to for me. We're going to go ahead and post these on on uh, Twitter and put it with a Twitter poll just so everybody can um, take their shots at our at our respective rosters here. But we're going to wrap it up for the week. And as we do that, we're going to ask you for the same old favor. If you would please subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and rate and review on iTunes as well. Those ratings and review and reviews help us to expand our reach, expand our audience, get out to more people and really zero in on the topics that are the most useful to you, the listener. You can also subscribe to the DLF family of podcasts, the Mega Feed, and get access to the, all of the great podcasts from DLF. And in the vein of, in, of listener interaction, send us your trades on Twitter. We're at Superflex Show. We can retweet them. We can help you get more votes and more comments, and sometimes even analyze them right here on the podcast. And while you're at it, follow Travis. He's at TravisNFL. James is at underscore James the Brain. And I'm at SuperFlexDude. Our SuperFlex and 2QB rankings are now available at DynastyLeagueFootball.com, so check those out. Thank you to Heart and Soul Radio for the song The Addiction that we use as our intro and outro music. And above all else, thank you to each and every one of you for listening. Until next week, stay sexy and super flexible. Bye.